OTB Sports Radio. We've got a panel who know a thing or two about being trailblazers. Paul Rouse. Sport was already kind of impeded upon. Sinead Kassan. There's an innate interest in it anyway. Dermot Ling. It didn't blow me away with him. Jason Sherlock and Kieran Donaghy with us. Basketball would have been my main game. Retro panel for you now. This is OTB Sports Radio. The Retro Panel. Wednesdays and Thursdays from 4. The OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off the Ball. With Paddy Power. As potent as Rashford and Fernandez. Post lockdown. Gamble responsibly. CWE.net. All right, welcome back. It is half seven on a Thursday. John Giles is on the line. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. So the season is finally done and dusted, and we know the top four. Manchester United made it in alongside Chelsea. United with that victory against Leicester at the weekend. Leicester have obviously been in the top four all season until the final week and faded quite dramatically since the restart. And I gotta say, I was very disappointed with them on Sunday against Manchester United. Felt United were a bit fatigued, that maybe they were there for the taking, and Leicester just seemed to lack a little bit of ambition. What was your take on it? Uh, well, it wasn't a good performance anyway, mm. that's for sure. Because uh, going back a while, they, they, they were really, really in good form. Brendan Rodgers was doing a great job. Uh, but it happens, uh, Nathan, sometimes when uh, you're not really there, but you're going for it, the team plays in a certain way, then you get there and a bit of pressure comes on, in my opinion. I think that's what happened at Leicester. I think Brendan gave a bit away when he said before the match, you know, whether we win this match or not, we've had a great season. I don't like to hear that. Mm. You have a great season when you've won as many matches as you possibly can, and this was a big match. They were going into a very, very big match. And I think it's, it's, it's a bit negative for a manager to say that. He's given his players an out before the game has even started. Yeah, but he's given himself an out. And right. I like Brandon. I think he's a good lad. I think he's done good jobs uh, at Liverpool and that. But I, I, I was disappointed when I heard him saying that because it was set up for a, for a loss. Mm. And the manager is the man that drives things and, and uh, he's, he's the man that uh, creates the, 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 go, the, the goal in the club or whatever. He's just responsible for whatever happens uh, Nathan, you know, over 38 matches now, uh, a team is not lucky or unlucky over 38 matches. And, and the manager, like in Klopp's case, has done a terrific job with it. I think leading up when they, when they start the season, I think he did a good job, really good job mm. to get Leicester where they were. But, but ultimately, it was a disappointing finish. Do you think those comments ahead of the game then had a big impact on the way they played and talking as well about maybe getting to 75 minutes still right in the match and then properly pushing for a winner in the closing stages because it did seem that Leicester who are such a brilliant counter-attacking side at times that when Kasper Schmeichel would get the ball from a corner kick instead of throwing it out quickly he'd just try and slow it down in the first half that almost the game plan was even though United might have been there for the taking and taking the game on its merits at the time they could have got at them in the first half that they just left it too late Yeah well I don't think you can plan a match like that to be quite honest Right You just can't do it because uh, if you say we'll do this for 70 minutes, or then, then you're, you're, you're just giving it to the opposition. Mm. You know, you're just giving it to them. They're not earning it. And then, then tried to switch it on. It was, I didn't hear that, actually, that he tried to switch it, then switch it on for the last 15 minutes. You want to be a genius to do that. And yeah. actually, a genius wouldn't be doing that, to be saying, we go out and play and we take it on as matters for the first 15 minutes. You know, what's wrong, what's wrong with scoring? If you're, if you're looking for scoring in the last 50 minutes, why, why wouldn't you not be scoring like for scoring for the first 50 minutes? So you're given the initiative and you're telling your players, you know, expect them to be attacking us. It just doesn't make sense. Did they play like a team feeling the pressure on Sunday? 
Well, they just didn't. They didn't really play. Mm. Uh, you know, like I saw them playing early on the se- season. And when you're playing early on the season and you're in fourth place, the, 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 the finishing line is a long way away. You know? So you go out and you can express yourself. But when the finishing line is in, is in eyesight or near you, that's when it tells with the players, a lot of players. And that's when the manager has to do his job to insist on them, or ever against Manchester United, if what, what my opinion, what a manager says, look, we're going out there to play the game. We're going to have a go at them. This is what we're going to do. If we lose, it's my fault. Mm. So what, what managers, in my opinion, a big job a manager does is to free the players. In other words, come into the game, say the centre-half, come into the game. Because I know from my own experience playing, uh, like when I was manager of West Brom, we had a couple of centre very good players, but they were very reluctant to come into the game, into the, into the, game, into the play, you know? And I said, look, you come into the play. And a few weeks, they, they still weren't doing it. And then I, I, I tippled to you and I said, look, come into the play. Because their attitude, if I give it away there, it's going to cost the goal. Right? And I, my attitude is, you're not going to give it away. And then I, then I realized, look, if you give it away, it's my fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. I'm telling you to do it. And if we lose a goal from it, and that was it. Do you know what I mean? In other words, the manager has to lead... By, by saying this is a very important match for us, but this is what we do. This is what I want you to do. Mm. I insist on you doing it. If it doesn't work, it's my fault. That's what that's what that's what managers are for, and that's what leaders are for. And the manager is the main leader. Okay, you have leaders on the pitch, but the manager is the man that creates the situation, uh, whether it be tactics or anything else. And I didn't hear that last week uh, from from Brendan Rodgers what, what you said, but I think his attitude was very very uh, defensive. Right. From a Manchester United point of view, to finish inside the top four, considering where they were for long yes. periods of the season, and we spoke a lot throughout the season about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's position and Maurizio Pochettino potentially waiting on the sidelines. Have you changed your opinion on Solskjaer and what he can do at Manchester United? Well, I, I think he's done well. In, in, of course he's done well, uh, 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 Nathan. Um, you know, you have to go back just a couple of weeks. Or the last match before that, where, 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 where he, was, uh, he played a weakened team in the semi-final of the mm. Cup, for example, uh, and then he drew with West Ham in the, in the next match. Yeah. You know, well, in my opinion, that wasn't good management. You know, why not get into the final and, and beat West Ham? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they've done well to get in fourth, eventually into fourth place mainly because Leicester slipped. But, but why not? Why, I, I thought it was bad tactics or bad, bad management. The team he picked in the semi-final against Chelsea, I thought was poor because what he was trying to do was rest the players to get into a, 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 a spot in Europe, as we know. But why not do both? So all's well, all's well that ends well. You know, it depends what way you look on, on, on the Solskjaer situation. Of course he did well to get back up into fourth place. But at the end of the day, the last two matches, did he do well? I don't think so. Right, but, but, he, but I tell you what, they, they they have brought in good young players. Mm. Now, whether he's responsible for that, I don't know. But whoever is responsible has done a really, really good job in that way, and and he's done a good job, and he's brought some of the young players uh, into the team. Well, I guess that's where he deserves the credit. Then is that he's actually know, gone and given credit. them the chance. I'll give him full credit, uh, mm. uh, Nathan, for doing it. I, I mean, my 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 take at the time when he when he was brought in that they needed a, a, an Alex Ferguson or, or somebody of, of a stature. Uh, to do the job, and he didn't do well. But he has picked up, and, he, and ultimately, at the end, you'd have to say overall, since he's been there, he's done well. 
yeah. has done well. In terms of what they do this summer then and reinforcements and the areas that they really need to strengthen, on the presumption, say, that Paul Pogba stays at the club, is it a centre-half? Like, is the centre-half the next step, a, a player alongside Harry Maguire of, of real quality that brings them to another level? Or do they need quite a bit? Uh, I, I think they need a bit more up front. Martial did, did, did well, but mm. I, I don't think you can depend on him. Rashford, the same. You know, they haven't got an established, they haven't got a, a Harry Kane. Well, there's not many Harry Canes around. But that type of player that, that, that Spurs have, Bamiyang at, 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 at Arsenal has done his stuff, goal scoring. Do you know what I mean? I don't think they've got anybody really like that. Could uh, Rashford be that player? I don't know. I, I, I keep hearing him say he's better coming in from the left. Mm. I mean, the, the really top goal scorers that you see don't come in from the left, Nathan. You know, in my opinion, they're up front. You know, if you look at Aguero and Harry Kane and these guys, they, they're not playing out wing or wide or anything. They're up front and they're yeah. goal scorers from that particular position. What, what about, could he have a sort of impact that Salah has at Liverpool, Salah and Mane? Who, Rashford? Rashford. I know he's a different no, type I of player. I but well, he's a young fella. I don't see him being anywhere near as good as Mane right. or Salah. That's that's that that that'd be my opinion. He's as you say, he obviously is a lot younger than he's younger both than of those, and, and, and he's he might a different type of player. Yeah, he might come on. I mean, Salah was at Chelsea, and he didn't do anything mm. there. Mourinho got rid of him, so you don't know. I think he's got a lot of ability, uh, Rashford. I do. Uh, what's his best position? I don't know, but I think he definitely has a lot a lot of ability, and he's only a young fella. I think he's getting better, but I I I, I expected him to be in, to have improved more than he has done since he's come into the team. What about Greenwood then? I know again, even younger, oh, yeah, at yeah. only eighteen, could yeah. he play in that more central role? So if Martial is potentially the one who might move out, could you actually see Greenwood play in that central role? Well, I think where he's playing at the moment. Now I don't know. We haven't seen enough of Greenwood, but I think where Greenwood is playing at the moment could well be his best position. Mm. And I think this, this kid is the real McCoy, and he's coming in from the right wing on his left foot, as we've seen. But in the match against one of the teams there a couple of weeks ago, he, came, he took it on his right foot. And swapped swapped into the back of the net. So, like the position he's, I think the position he's playing in the moment, he'll, whether he, whether he be better up front or not, I don't know. But I think I, I think he'd be the real McCoy in the position that he's playing, Nathan. Mm. I think this kid is, is is one of the best I've seen ever uh, at, at his age. Right. What is it that he has that at his age, that still a teenager? marks him out that actually he can go on and kick on from here over the coming years what, what's the skill set he has well, well he's, he's good on both feet mm. he's quick uh, he, he can obviously dribble but if you're both footed like he is it's impossible for defenders because you put him on his bad foot you know that's what yeah. you're supposed to do but if you don't have a bad foot for defenders point where do I put him they probably he's obviously left footed so they're pushing to his right foot but you saw in the matches at Old Trafford there a couple of weeks, they put him on his right foot and he whipped it into the corner on the far side. That, that's, that's, what, that's what I'd be so keen on him and say he's one of the best I've seen. I haven't seen many players who can come from both, both feet uh, in the way that he does, and he's quick. Uh, I think he's prepared to work hard as well. Mm. So he's, he's got all the qualities. Now, if he looks after himself, obviously, uh, to, be one, to be one of the best, in my opinion, Nathan. So, by the sounds of it, would you be happier for him to stay out of a more central role than Rashford? Do you feel he, he can contribute more a little bit deeper or out wide in comparison to what I, Rashford I, does on the other I, side? I don't know. That's, that's my, that's, uh, what he's doing at the moment is not down the centre of the pitch and mm. he's doing exceptionally well. Really, really well. 
you'd have to, I'd have to say him, or you, anybody would have to see him playing up front to see if he would be any better. Right? But if he continues to improve in the position that he's in, I think he'd be great anyway. Yeah. Now, whether he'd be better up front remains to be seen. We don't know. I don't know. We need to take a very quick break. John, stay with us. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power We love the beautiful game more than Olivia Giroud loves the near post Gamble responsibly, cwe.net Alright, welcome back. John Giles is still on the line with us. 53106 is the text number here on Off The Ball uh, Looking at some of the other teams then and what might happen over the next few weeks Obviously we have Champions League to come, John but in terms of the transfer market and where they might improve Manchester City making an early move today They have a bid accepted by Bournemouth of just over £40 million for Nathan Aki Is he the player who can transform them defensively? I doubt it I like him. I think he's a very, very good player for, for, for Bournemouth. <clears throat> but I'm not so sure he's going to be what they need at Manchester City, to be honest. Mm. I don't think he has that uh, uh, attitude on the pitch as being a leader like Van Dijk has done and, mm. and, and, and indeed Maguire and to a lesser extent at Manchester United. I, I don't see that in him. I think, he's, I think he's good and he's a very good player for but it's a difference when you're going to Manchester Manchester City, in my opinion, that they need the best. They really do need it. They, they need a Van Dyke themselves. Not many of them around, I yeah. know, in that particular position. By the sounds of it, they need a leader more than anything. They've got a lot of centre-halves there who have various different skill sets and various different weaknesses, but it feels as though none of them are a true leader in the style of Vincent Company. Well, well, well Company was exceptionally good, and there's not many of them around. But they don't have a Van Dyke or Maguire mm. in the team. There's no doubt of that. They're weak at the back. It's like since company is gone, they, I think they're definitely weak at the back. Now, whether this lad can fill that particular role, I have my doubts. Uh, I, 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 don't think he, he, I don't think he has enough. I think he's good, but not good enough for Manchester City and what they need. Are, are City a team that lack leadership, or do you look around and see a few players who with a bit more experience, actually, you would expect to step up into that sort of role next year? Um, well, I, I'm, always, I'm always a little bit wary of the, the, the leadership situation. Right. The, the best way to lead on the pitch is to do your job. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, but you see, lads, now, most of the lads that I know were leaders, actually, the first thing they have to do is do well themselves. Mm. It's okay shouting at somebody and, and, and pointing and doing all sorts of different things. That looks good, uh, but it, 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 it's not what really happens on the pitch. Now, there are lads on, 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 on the pitch who have a good knowledge of the game and are doing their own, but the main thing you have to do on the pitch is do your own stuff as a leader. That's how you lead best, not telling other people how to do it. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean, Nathan? So some lads you could see playing... Like, uh, uh, David Silva was a quiet lad. I think he looked like a mm. quiet lad. But what a leader he was when he was at his best, making goals, scoring goals. Do you know, that's the leadership you want, really. So you don't think one of the reasons for City's decline this season was the absence of Vincent Company and the leadership he brought? I don't think it was, I don't think it was the lack of leadership that they missed. It was his ability to defend and defend brilliantly. Right. That was his leadership. You know, I've seen fellas pointing on the pitch and doing, not, doing their, not doing their own stuff. And people say, oh, look, he's, look, he's pointing there, he's pointing there, he's a leader. But he's not doing his own stuff. The, company, the main thing the company did was he an absolutely world-class defender. Mm. That was his leadership. 
I don't know what he was saying on the pitch. I needed to say anything. When you're doing what he's doing, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Because the players just follow. If he's doing it, then that's a, that's a biggie. That's the main thing. It looks as though there's going to be a bit of a premium on centre-halves this year because Manchester City needs somebody. Chelsea certainly need one centre-half and may well go in for Nathan Aki as well, potentially Manchester United. The other area that a lot of clubs may well look for reinforcement is in goal, both Manchester United and Chelsea. A lot of speculation around both David De Gea and Kepa. In terms of the value you would put on having a quality goalkeeper, is it almost impossible for Solskjaer and Lampard to progress next season if they have a goalkeeper that they don't fully trust, a goalkeeper that produces the sort of performances that De Gea and Kepa have this season? Well, what, what, I think if you look at the history of the game, Nathan, I can't remember any team winning the Premiership or the, the Champions League with a weak goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, what's made the difference really to Liverpool particularly is getting Allison in in relation to what they had before. Yeah. You know, they just had bad, bad, bad goalkeepers who were losing goals. And, and Man City weren't great either till they got Edison. I think Edison is absolutely brilliant. Mm. You know, uh, and it, like De Gea was the best in the world up to up to the last probably eighteen months or so. But you, you can't win. Like I know from private experience myself, I played at Leeds United for years, and we had uh, the, the late Gary Sprague, yeah, who started off as a very very good goalkeeper as a young fella, and for some reason I think he lost his nerve and started to make mistakes. And I think Don realised, or, or certainly admitted afterwards, he made a mistake keeping him in that long. You, you, it's very, very difficult to, to win things if a goalkeeper's not really doing his stuff. I mean, if you take the goalkeeper's really doing, doing the job, Nathan, and uh, he, he, he earns you 10, 10 points a season, for example. Mm. You know, say he earns you 10 points a season, right? That's great. That's what good goalkeepers do. A bad goalkeeper will lose you 10 points a season. That's a 20-point swing. <laughs> yeah. That's how important it is. You can't... I mean, we, have, we experienced with Gary. I mean, Gary was okay. He lost his nerve. And God, he lost... He, we, he, he definitely cost us trophies. Uh, and by lost his nerve, so you're talking about within matches, but did you just... Did you notice a change in his personality? Not particularly. Not particularly. But I, I certainly, we certainly noticed it on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do it. You know, when, like we played in the, in the cup, and I think it was in nineteen seventy against Chelsea, mm. and they were on the bad pitch, and we went one in front. We were killing them, killing them. And uh, just before half time, the left winger got on the ball, and I was quite near him actually. I hit it from about thirty yards. And when you see somebody doing that thirty-five yards, you think that's great. Yeah, you know that's great. And it went in, and Gary going across the goal, not particularly fast. He, he was going for it. He was going to dive for it. Decided he wasn't going to dive for it. Going to stop it with his foot. And in between all that, it went under his body. So you go in a half time, knowing you should be way, way ahead here. Mm. You know, you can't give goals away in big matches. And uh, we finished up 1 1. And when you were in that position, when you know you, you've got to hide, and you're, you're still in the game. You know, and well, it was, probably not. We went to extra time and uh, we, drew, we drew to, but they, find, they beat us in the replay. Yeah. You know, you can't. Uh, and also, you know, he cost us some points in, 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 in the league matches as well. Now, I don't want to be having a go when a poor man is gone. Mm. But that, it's, it's just a fact. Would, uh, would you be, And look, it is, it is a very isolated role on the pitch, but would, would you have found that you were more unforgiving towards goalkeepers than other players on the pitch? Well, well, well like I was a midfield player, so if I make a mistake, mm. it sometimes costs sometimes cost a goal. But when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it's a goal. 
you know, if you look at goalkeepers, you, 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 we've seen we've seen enough. We've seen De Gea, who was who was the best goalkeeper in the world, I think, a couple of years ago, and it just cost goals. Like a midfield player can give the ball away, centre forward can give the ball away. It sometimes leads to a goal, but most times it doesn't. But goalkeepers can't can't afford to make mistakes. They will now and again. But if you look at the great goalkeepers, you know they they make very very few. They, their concentration is there. They, they, they're nerves. They keep their nerves. I think goalkeepers can lose their nerves. I think De Gea, De Gea might have lost his nerve a couple of years ago when he was playing in the World Cup. I don't. We don't know. Mm. But what we do know is they're letting goals in that they shouldn't be letting, shouldn't be letting in. Did Did Gary Sprake know that ye had lost faith in him? After the cup well, final, enough, as players, we were okay because Dom was the manager, mm. and we were a good set of lads in the pitch. We we never got we, apart from Big Jack would go mad, right? Crazy. But the rest was wouldn't, you know, because we, that wasn't our job to do that. Like if the manager's not saying anything or he's not leaving, that, that, then then eventually he surprisingly left him out. We played in the semi final of the cup in '72 against Birmingham. We were a second division team, and he dropped them that day. Mm. Put David Harvey in, and Gary never got in again. Yeah, never got in again. David Harvey was a solid goalkeeper. He wasn't spectacular, but he wasn't making mistakes. Yeah. So that's it, a, that's a difference. I mean, the great goalkeepers save you these save you these points. Uh, now, over a season, as I said, they could save you ten points, uh, and that's that's obviously huge. But if somebody's losing you ten points, you, you can't. It, 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 well, I think it's. I haven't seen a goalkeeper yet. A bad a team, a bad with a bad goalkeeper, win the Champions League or the Premiership, for example. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You may have may have competent goalkeepers, you know, but they're not making mistakes, Nathan. Like that, you can't afford to do it. We had a mail in uh, during the week from Tony Freck, uh, wondering, John, when you're going to do your best West Brom all-time eleven. Yeah, I think that'll that. be I think that'll be for the fourth lockdown potentially uh, by John get to the West Brom eleven. But he was asking John um, for your recollections of Vic Buckingham, the former manager of West Brom, Ajax, and Barcelona. Sounded like quite a character. I didn't I didn't know him very well. Right. I, I think he was manager of the team when they won the cup. I think it was in nineteen fifty four. Nathan, we were a great team. Ronnie Allen, Ray Barlow. Reg Ryan, who was an Irish lad, uh, played in. They were, they were one of my favourite teams when I was a kid. And I, and I wasn't seeing much football, Nathan. You know, I wasn't seeing, we didn't see much of them yeah, at yeah. that time. But they, they were a team that, they played brilliant football. Ronnie Allen was a terrific player. Ray Barlow, uh, terrific player. Really, really top class. They won, as I said, they won the Cup and at the time. When, it was never easy to win the Cup at the time when it was really, really important in 1954. So I was always a, I was always a fan of, of West Brom. From mm. those particular from those particular days, and I was very lucky that when I did go to West Brom, I met those lads. You know, I met them, which is I always found that, that, that meeting my heroes yeah. was, was great. Right. And I met Ronnie Allen. And I met Ray Barr. Ray Barr, a lovely man, very very. And Reg Ryan, Paddy Ryan, used to call him. He was an Irish international. He was scouting for the club when I went there. Okay. So it was it was it was one of the most enjoyable things I had in football. Uh, was actually meeting players that uh, I would have idolised, like, like most kids did. Yeah. But West Brom were a famous club. It was really, you know, one of the, I think they're one of the founder members in the in the football league. Mm. And, and a great, uh, real solid uh, local crowd. Uh, you know, West Bromwich people don't regard themselves as Brummies. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. They're more I mentioned the, that. Uh, the, the West they're country. They're very proud yeah. of their black country roots, you know. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, a great club over the years, and I'm delighted to see them uh, promoted along with the obviously with Leeds. 
But West Brom, were, I really, really enjoyed uh, the, the people there and, and, yeah. and playing for West Brom and meeting meeting some of my heroes. Well, yeah, it's great that you retain that joy of your heroes as well, considering by the time you went to West Brom that uh, you still had that and it was still such a privilege to meet them. He had quite a career, didn't he, Vic Buckingham? We were pretty much out of time, but West Brom, Ajax, Sheffield Wednesday, back to Ajax, Fulham, Barcelona, Sevilla, Olympiacos. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) I think there were a few bad things in there as well. (laughs) Sorry? I think there were a few bad things in there as well, maybe along the way that we we don't but, quite have time to get into now. But, you know, this looks like Ferguson was at Manchester United for what twenty five years, mm. <laughs> and it's it's usually on a good sign when somebody's moving around that much. It means they've been uh, kicked out of one or two <laughs> places. But he was a character there. there. He was, a, 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 you know, yeah. he was a character. And I, I said I didn't know him at all, uh, but he, but he, but he, but he had his own way of doing things. That's for sure. All right, John, great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks, Nathan. John Giles there. If you missed any of John Giles' all-time 11s that we have already done, you can get that on the OTB Sports app on the podcast network right now. Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. We love the beautiful game more than Olivier Giroud loves the near post. Gamble responsibly, cwe.net. That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation. 